Welcome to this week's Gig News, your go-to podcast covering the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Now, let's turn it over to your hosts, professional gig workers Chad, the gig economist, and Hannibal is hungry. Hey, welcome to this week's Gig News, starring me, GigTube, co-host Hannibal's Hungry, and everybody's favorite um, returning guest co-host, Steve from Rideshare Rodeo. Man. <laughs> welcome back, Steve. Hey, what's up? I could, uh, well, I think I put it in like the um, description box, like guest starring Steve from Rideshare. I should put like your face. I did that when I when Tanner was a guest host like a month or two ago. I put his face on the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. I was like, this will attract viewers. If I can get Pedro or like DoorDash Dad or somebody like that, I'll have to do that. <laughs> oh, Steve, your last uh, live you had, or oh, that wasn't live, but uh video you had yesterday about the freedom for uh, freelancers. I would I encourage anyone to check that out. It was very, very yeah. I think the interview with uh, Kim Caven. <laughs> yes. Dude, not only Kim. I mean, we had the other two biggest. I mean, we had the three biggest people in the country for fighting all of the state's laws, all the pro act. They all showed up, including uh, Karen, who who started the group and runs it. But we also had uh, Lisa Rothstein from California, who's the biggest AB, no AB5 proponent. And then we had Kim from New Jersey who killed the copycat law. I mean, it was it was amazing. The knowledge that's in there, it's just I, I'm I'm a little concerned that people will look at the time and go, I'm not going to watch that. But guys, like if you keep hearing about AB5 and all this other stuff, if you watch this one video, you'll be done. And definitely, you definitely <laughs> encourage everyone to check it out because it's you know it's a part of our your our livelihood, your livelihood. So definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Or and they can just it was even more listen safe to the audio podcast. Oh, listen! To, yeah, listen to podcasts as well. Yeah, you got you got the podcast. Yeah, except for the chat, dude, the live chat that we had going on because we did the premiere. That's how all those other people showed up. I think that's worth reading. There was a lot of good content. There was a lot of good links left. Okay. Because anytime I was like, "Well, you know, where's the stats to back this?" They'd be like, "Here, boom," and it would be in there in like ten sec, like five seconds. Somebody'd have it. Awesome. You know, it's. I mean. So if you're watching it live and you're wondering questions, you hear me ask, where'd that come from? They're like posting the links immediately. It was, it was very cool. Anybody have any funny, interesting delivery experiences this week? No. <laughs> or Roger. It's interesting because you, when you go on YouTube, everyone has a ride along with some kind of like dramatic thing that happened. But then when I'm doing it, nothing happens. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just minor annoyances, but nothing to a point where like I gotta make a video about it, you know. But hey, look yeah. who's here. Hey, what's up? Jason. <laughs> he just said, holy shit. Um, because we get the big think, three here. I think that I uh I think that I'm really? taking a route a route ride for Curry, um, at least through the end of the year. Cool. They asked me if I wanted it full time, but I said, "Listen, you know, because I know all these guys and stuff, I'll do it. Like to get through through the holidays, it'll make me extra scratch too, because you know it's one of those guaranteed eight hours paid days Mm. at thirty an hour. And the last two times that I did that for them, and it's not my car; it's a box truck. I don't pay for the gas, nothing. Um, But yeah, both the times I did it was were just under six hours, and I was done. I got paid for eight. Nice. You, know, you start at seven a.m. You're done by like one. Uh, can't complain about that one. Right? Speaking <laughs> of curry, um, 
I, I didn't realize it, but I had my like Curry's one of those apps where you just you turn it at like active or inactive, and it like it runs in the background. And I didn't realize I had my Curry actually. It's still set. It's too too, too bright. Back, it's still back, set to back, active. Uh huh. I think I saw it. And I forgot to. Um, there we go. It's still on active. I t- every I forget to uh, turn it off. And like I had this thing set on active for like two or three weeks when I was out sick, you know, and I finally went back to work this week. Hey, Leo. Yeah. Just FYI. If you've noticed Curry doesn't even bother showing you one of those BS acceptance rates. They don't care if you don't take it because they have enough drivers that do take them. Well, they, I think they're like a pool notification. It's like me and like all the other drivers in the area. I get a, I've only seen like one or two. I've only, yeah, I've only seen one or two Curry offers and, they're both like super high paying and it's just at the time that they came in, either I wasn't quick enough to get it or it was like way too far away. So here's the funny thing though. And you guys will both get a joke out of this because I pointed this out to Curry and they really like this. They'd like that. I found this too, or that a lot of people have, but so like if you, you know, in the beginning I was like hitting it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And within one second I'd get there and I wouldn't get it. I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, I wanted that. But then like the ones where I was like, boom. And I was like, okay, I got to have this one. And it says you got it. It's like, sweet, I got one. And then it says, um, wait 20 seconds while we uh, while we check who who got in on the pool kind of thing. And which confuses me because shouldn't I have 20 seconds then from the time the banner drops mm-hmm. to get into that pool? Because what they do then is they take the pool of people and they take where the pin is to pick up and the closest one to it gets the ride. And then if they don't take it, then they'll go to the next and they'll keep I don't know. I don't like the I don't like the system, but I understand they can't have an Uber type system where it's like a ping to the closest guy. Wait, Hannibal, are you still there? I think your video froze. I don't know if Hannibal is still there or not. I text him. Be help if I could see my screen. Yeah, so I started. Um, I did Instacart this week for the first time in a long time. Up oh, here he comes. Hmm. Uh, hopefully I'm able to stay on. I don't know what's going on, but uh, obviously, of course, there's something wrong with internet. <laughs> well, let's start the show. And uh, I've been meaning to do this for a long time, a plug the audio podcast. So if you don't want to sit there and, and listen to us or watch us for an hour, hour and a half, you can always download the audio podcast tomorrow at the gig Two podcast on like literally every podcatcher. We are there. And uh, I've been uploading all my, like the previous interviews that I did before I started doing an audio podcast. So like the, uh, th- those drop every Saturday. And so the one for this weekend is the one with Pedro from, I believe that was May. You know, it's funny. That was the first, um, like that's when I revised the, uh, the show or, you know, the, the interview show. And I've done every Wednesday since that Pedro interview. So cool. yeah, check out the gig Two podcast link in the description below. All right, so let's get to the news here. So the big news of the week, DoorDash to buy Finland food delivery startup in a deal valued above $8 billion. So DoorDash said it has agreed to acquire European food delivery company Woltz Enterprises Oi in an all-stock deal valued at over $8 billion. The deal marks the latest merger in the highly competitive food delivery space where 
Revenue has skyrocketed during the coronavirus pandemic, but profit has been elusive. Last year, Grubhub agreed to merge with Europe's Just Eat Takeaway, and Uber bought similar rival Postmates. DoorDash said Walt's co-founder and chief executive Mika Kusi would lead DoorDash's overseas presence after the deal closes, which the companies expect in the first half of next year. Founded in 2014, Helsinki-based Walt employs 4,000 people across 23 countries. The merger sets up DoorDash, the biggest food delivery app in the U.S. to compete with Uber Eats in Europe. DoorDash has increasingly sought to expand overseas after capturing a lion's share of home market during the health crisis. The company considered a deal with German grocery delivery business early this year, but talks fell apart, according to people familiar with the matter. DoorDash expanded into Japan in this year's second quarter and will have a presence in 26 countries after the Walt merger. For us, this is accelerating the state of play on a bigger global stage. DoorDash CEO Tony Shu said in an interview, Walt isn't a market leader in Europe, but Mr. Shu said he found the merger attractive because the startup has grown in what he considered a more cost-effective way compared with its peers. He had that it gives DoorDash a foothold to expand in a market that could have otherwise taken substantial time, effort, and money for the company to penetrate on its own. Um, and th- this story goes on. So uh, as with always on this show, we just read like the first few paragraphs. Links to everything in the description below. So um, I think this doesn't really come as a surprise to anybody or it shouldn't. I mean, DoorDash is looking to expand. They sort of kind of almost bought Instacart last or last summer, this summer. And um, yeah, so I can see they're trying to get like, they're trying to be global. They're trying to, I think they're trying to be like the Uber of food delivery business. You agree, Steve? Yeah. I mean, I think that they have to, I think especially on the worldwide market, they have to, they have to compete. I mean, the price tags, Wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, what they're paying for this company is is crazy. But I mean, they've got enough people to know if it's actually worth it. And they do need to start having a strong footprint in the world because they've they have it here and they they are everywhere, but they need to they need to start su- I hate I hate saying this too because I like competition, but they need to start sucking up some of these companies that are really booming. Mm-hmm. Especially after the Drizzly thing, I mean, that's gonna Uber's gonna license them at such a heavy rate that they're gonna they need they need revenue sources. <laughs> what do you think, Hannibal? Well, it's you know, like you guys said, it's not a surprise that they are a term that I saw in a video a couple of days ago called blitz scaling, and that seems like it's what. DoorDash is doing with all the other companies as well. They're just trying to expand as fast as possible, trying to eat up competition, trying to expand in different markets. And it just seems to going, this is going to be a constant theme. They're going to do hmm. money. Um, we're waiting for more money for us drivers. This is not going to happen or a better deal for the bird. And the fees for the customers, how we many customers complain about those fees, they're not going to get lower anyway. Like this is this is this is what's going, on. and we all have to deal with it. I mean, that's just the only thing I can think. Of. This this is a situation where, you know, DoorDash is going to keep buying things. You know, they're going to keep buying companies. I think that's just going to happen. Yeah, sorry, Hannibal, your feed's going like super slow. It's cutting out. I think I think Hannibal's on dial-up internet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if, it, if it keeps I'm happening, just, I would just bow out. I don't know what I'm doing with this. Thing, man. That's okay. 
I, I don't know if it's StreamYard or what, but it seems like it's been happening a lot more lately. I finally got... Because um, my computer used to keep crashing when I was doing this show. And uh, I haven't... Have you, either of you guys upgraded to Windows 11 yet? I try not to upgrade. I, I have two Macs and then I have my PC. I try to never upgrade my PC. Yeah, I, I'd rather I keep I'd rather keep using Windows Seven if I could. Yeah, I just I just try not to let any. I don't. I, it's the one system I don't let auto update. I usually try and really look into what the updates are. I mean, I I had a really horrible experience. In fact, the the last time I did a big update, um, and I know this is just how it is, but Adobe, you know the company, Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I had Photoshop from it, but it was like, I mean, I don't know what they're on now, Photoshop 13. This was like Photoshop 7. And I had a licensed copy, the disc even, the old load-in disc, but I had it. And I had it with the key number. It was legit. And the last update made it not work. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but now Photoshop, I don't even think Adobe sells it anymore. You have to buy the monthly license. Correct. That's probably so. Right. Right, that's but that's just that's just here in my, is my opinion. That's just crap because I bought a version and and it and yes, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Photoshop fifty or whatever they're on, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. It had the 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 what I needed, so I didn't ever need an upgrade on it. It did what I needed, and now I can't even use it. Mm-hmm. Um, going right. back to DoorDash, if you guys can hear me, and I'm hopefully sure. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so Kyla No in the chat put in uh, people can scoff at their five hundred dollar uh, DoorDash share price, and it's funny because I was I had that in my mind too. Just thinking back with uh, ben, Bentley Coop, and then you know explaining it, you better get you better get on some of the, get some of this DoorDash stock, and it was yeah people were scoffing at it. I was scoffing at it, but um, the stock has jumped at least thirty percent. I think probably forty percent, and you know it's not about profit apparently for investors. It's potential. It's well, they're they're all over the place, so they must be making a lot of money or something to that effect. So, is it possible that DoorDash may be five hundred dollars per share in a in a year or two? I guess it's possible. Now, I thought it was like we all look at the business model; it doesn't make any sense. But they're still here. They did a they had a strong third quarter as well. I guess DoorDash is, as some people say, they, they're taking over the world. Yeah, I mean, can I can I just say this that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they reached that in some amount of years, but to be honest, they just took on an $8 billion debt on top of the operating expenses and issues they'll face and potential, not like crash, but potential slowdown of of demand as mm-hmm. the pandemic keeps going farther and farther away. By the way, Hannibal, I don't know what you did, but your your video was like super crystal clear and it was like it was flowing smooth, and now it's all choppy again. I'm doing I, nothing. <laughs> just, I'm just, just the it's coming just the on. internet. It's all like it's just playing Minecraft or whatever they're doing, or streaming Netflix or whatever. <laughs> Using up all the bandwidth. Uh, but mm. I can see your your uh, you're in the basement again. It's like all red. Looks like a, a dark room or, or a club or something. Yeah, I'm back in the basement because the family is up and running around, <laughs> and I'll try to get some I get some peace and quiet. Gig Economy Podcast said, "I need some of that art in the background." <laughs> that's what my anyway. son. No- that's what my son noticed too. Was your art? He's like, "Look at the depth yeah. in his art." Your <laughs> 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 camera sucks. Like, right. Yeah, it sucks for anybody who's <laughs> listening to this on the audio podcast. They can't see, but anyway, let's move on. We got a lot of news to cover. So this is from New York Times. 
U.S. sues Uber, saying it discriminated against people with disabilities. Justice Department sued Uber on Wednesday, accusing the company of discriminating against passengers with disabilities by charging them fees when they needed more time to enter the ride-hailing vehicles. I hate when they use the word ride-hailing. It's ride-share. The suit stems from a fee policy Uber instituted in 2016 to compensate drivers who waited more than two minutes for a passenger to arrive. The company previously didn't pay drivers for their time until a ride began, frustrating those who were sometimes forced to wait long periods for passengers. The Justice Department said Uber did not adjust the wait times for people with disabilities, violating the Americans with Disabilities Act, federal law that prohibits discrimination by private transportation companies. A passenger might need time to break down a wheelchair or walker and still in the car or blind passenger might need extra time to walk to the car. The Justice Department said yeah, even when Uber knew someone needed additional time because of disability, the company charged a wait fee after two minutes. So, um, you know, and it goes on. But I, you know, like, if you know me, I started out doing rideshare driving. And uh, even when I was doing Lyft those two weeks back in August, there were a couple... I did take a couple um, like blind people and I mean, it never really bothered me or like I'd pick somebody up from like a clinic who like, um, like they were on crutches or like, yeah, like they had like a walker or something, you know, like a really old person. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really bothered me. Steve, you're a rideshare driver too. Have you uh, had to take like, you know, blind people or, you know, people in yep. wheelchairs stuff like all, that all the time dude but i also but, I, but but i'm also not one of the picky ones you know like i know that if i have to if i get one of those it don't to be honest i kind of it, it bothers me when drivers get upset about this because it's not like every ride is going to be that way you know if i caught one in a day it was one in a day and i'm willing to put that extra effort out there i mean think about their lives their lives are very difficult you know but Uber maybe could do a better job or these all these platforms could maybe do a better job of letting you know, you know, give them extra time and like, you know, um, I don't know, something, you know, an, an extra dollar bonus for waiting. But you have to wait. No driving away. No screwing around. Because, I mean, once these think about it, once these people come out, if you've left, I mean, that's a that's a like for most of it, it's not. That's a whole ordeal for them to even walk out their door. Mm hmm. In in uh, many cases, at least, I don't know. By the way, I just uh, Hannibal just texted me. He said, you know, his internet's sc screwing up. So he said, just the show must go on. <laughs> you know, so it's a good thing we have uh, the two of us. Um, Jason from the Gate Economy podcast just gave me five bucks. So thanks, man. That was awesome. By the way, I'm going to be on his show December eighth. So check that out. And uh, Jacqueline Taylor is here. Of course, just got here, was working. She's one of my biggest fans, as hey, far as I can one. tell. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, this, I think this will, I'm sure you've probably posted this article on your site, uberliftdrivers.com, right? Mm hmm. Any uh, like response or um, like comments or anything like that? Wait, which are we talking about the New York Times one? Yeah, about uh, Uber being sued. Yeah, um, you know, I really didn't have a lot to say about it other than, you know, it's just this is just part of what uh oh, there's your guest from this week. Um, you know, other than just to say that it's I don't know. I it, it you know, it's it's one here. It's one thing if like you choose not to drive Uber Pet. This happens mm -hmm. in Denver a lot. Like I turn Uber Pet off, right? It's one I don't even thing have that like, on my app anymore. I guess I got rid of it in my market. 
Really? It's still in ours. And actually, every time it doesn't update, it turns it back on. Um, but so, yeah, so I always turn that off. And a lot of people here and everybody here in Denver has a dog. And so everybody tries to sneak it on. And I'm absolutely like, you know, first of all, like I, I already turn it off. So if you're just going to call for a ride without the dog feature, I'm absolutely not doing it. That one I'll fight. But when it comes to the handicap, the, you know, blind people and actually i actually have had oddly i've only i've had two blind people three different times the mm-hmm. same two they must give them to, i think there's something to the algorithm with that because like i i made sure they got exactly where they were going they were you know blind people are very intuitive like i dropped them off downtown denver i'm like we're right on the corner of 15th and they're, they're like okay mm-hmm. they knew exact i mean this is heavy traffic it's you know it's crazy down there and they knew exactly what but every time i'd go in their area in the morning i'd always get them and it must be that like other people have rejected them and i think that's another sign of the algorithm obviously you can pick up oh this guy takes them mm-hmm. <laughs> i when i was driving rideshare full time there was it was the same thing there was like the same two people that i would pick up all the time there was a guy who lives probably about two miles from me um and he, I, like, because I would go online at like six, six thirty a.m. and he wanted to go to the gym. And it's funny because like, he didn't speak. He was so he had two handicaps for me. He was blind and he didn't speak English either. So I take him to the gym, and then I had to like do my best mangled Spanish trying to tell him like where to go, you know. But he, like, I'd always drop him off like right at the ramp, like you know how like um where the sidewalk goes, like where it would be like a wheelchair ramp or whatever, and it has like that bumpy yeah 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 texture like as soon as he felt that he knew where to go and there and there was a lady who was like legally blind like she was like she could see my car pulling into their her driveway um but like you know she was like i don't know whatever 80 you know 20 500 vision or whatever you know right. she's like i can sort of see but you know i, I can't drive right. obviously shapes so. and some colors <laughs> By the way, uh, Precious Lesko said, isn't it tricky, though, because asking a disabled person to reveal they're disabled, isn't that a breach of privacy? Not really. I mean, especially if you're blind or deaf, like you would something that you would want the the driver to know in advance. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, how I mean, because let, let's let's say if you're that, volunteering like, that information. It's not a breach of privacy. Let's say that Chad always, you know, this or let's use some meals. So person B never picks up those people, finds out, and he's like, no, 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 and he cancels and drives away. Wouldn't it be better if you get me, who's going to mm-hmm. take you, not screw around, wait for you, understand? Yeah. I would if I was if I was in that position. So, But I get where she's coming from at the same time. I mean, yes, you could be talking about HIPAA stuff, and I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's move on. So this is from uh, Vice. Point. This is actually a different headline than when I saw it. Uh, point pickup delivery app updates uh, so's confusion about algorithmic pay. So I'm just gonna read. Oh, that's that's by uh, what's her name? That's by the one who wrote the article on me from Para. Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Cora Gurley. Yeah. All right. Point pickup a delivery contractor used by Walmart and other major retailers rolled out an a- app update that sowed confusion among drivers. Some of whom say they are earning less money. This may be a result of a switch from a static pricing model to what the company's chief marketing officer said is a dynamic market pricing technology that informs individual order pricing based on... <laughs> and that's a mouthful. Before recent changes to the app, gig workers on the point pickup platform were shown a payout amount alongside their delivery offers. Tips are processed later and paid out separately. 
But in recent weeks, point pickup drivers noticed that the company had begun to include tips in their payout amount. Now when a customer tips, point pickup shows something in their, it's called a guaranteed minimum payout, an overall number that is inclusive, inclusive, not exclusive, inclusive of any customer tip according to screenshots obtained by Motherboard. The change led some workers to believe that they were having their base pay supplemented by tips because earnings have dropped since the change, they said. DoorDash, Instacart, Amazon Flex have also included tips and workers guaranteed minimum payouts, which has resulted in driver and customer backlash towards the companies. Point Pickup says that it's being more transparent with drivers by estimating the total overall payment they are going to receive when they accept an order and says that the switch to dynamic pricing occurred before the recent app update. But the dynamic pricing model rolled out over the last six months, which relies on an algorithmic algorithm to calculate parts of the driver's pay resulting in some drivers making less money, uh, drivers told Motherboard. So, I mean, this sounds, it sounds like a story we've heard before that, you know, going from a static to an algorithmic pay model. First of all, I think if they're going to do that, they should update the terms of service or the contract or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you can't just, I don't think you can just launch, launch that on drivers without a heads up. And um, like, see, I, it's funny because I'm actually on point pickup, but like they, they pretty much only do Walmart orders and the Walmarts that they service are like 50 miles in, or maybe not 50, but like 20, like they're just totally not worth it. And then they'll like the offers will come in on my phone and they'll say, hey, there's a Walmart delivery for the store. That's like 20, 30 miles away from me. And it's like six bucks. Um, and I'm just like, no, I'm not driving 20 miles to make $6. I'm like, I, I, I actually deleted the app off my phone because there's no stores around me to make it worth it. So if it, let us know in the, in the chat, anybody out there, if you're a point pickup driver, I know, I think gig mom, I think she does point pickup, but what are, about, are what, you, into you know, that? It, it reminds me of what target did. What, what didn't target go to where you're actually with target though? Almost an employee. At mean, first uh, it was going to be something like this. I mean, it, is it, I don't know if it's shipped that covers target. Target, target owns shipped. Well, I don't know, but Target has a f- like drivers who are paid to be there, mm-hmm. e- even if they're not running a route or they're not taking an order. Like somehow the, you're actually more into the employee model. To me, this just seems like, you know, like if if Target and Walmart have the same price, mm-hmm. and Target's going to charge this because they're actually paying an employee, and Walmart only has to pay like down here. You know, it's maybe just their cheaper way of going about it. Again, I mean, it wouldn't shock me because that's often what's done is what's the cheapest way we can get this. The problem with stories like this is, and especially on Vice, is I mean, actually, I mean, Vice, like uh, like those first few paragraphs there where they're just reporting the facts, it's pretty good. But then they start getting into like where they interview drivers, and it's just all hearsay, and they're all just going on like it's it's a hasty generalization fallacy where it's, they just interview the people with the sad stories. You know, I mean, like. How many right, well, stories like, about, like from Instacart, Uber drivers, you know, DoorDash drivers, where they're all, I'm not making any money. But it's like you're only interviewing the people that are saying that. You well, know? see, and look at the case where I got interviewed by Vice. I had to like, w- she already had a part of our story, but I had to c- contact her. Same person, too. Um, and she's very nice, but mm-hmm. she was running the story on the DoorDash strike that happened in August, which is at the same time when the Paris stuff was going down. And the and the people who were doing that strike were trying to use Para as the catapult behind it, and I had to go in and ask her if I could be in there to reflect the truth about that because she had it written as, 
you know, Paris behind this kind of thing. And we, we weren't against it or behind it though. I mean, we were not part of it at all. We were like, you know, it was almost weird that people wanted to use that as their, you know, more reason to, yeah. you know, because of para were striking. No, it wasn't us. And then, I don't know. I had to correct some things with her and luckily she did before she ran the article, but I know what you're saying. Sometimes it's just, you know, yeah. they find somebody who fits the story. Yeah. who's a driver and then they're like hey can you say all this stuff can you agree with this <laughs> like yeah uh there's a some interesting comments from dc gig worker 21 i'm a point pickup driver i'm currently doing two batches for a hundred dollars each because they are coming from the distribution warehouse normally they only give about 30 to 50 dollars for these batches of 20 drops so i guess is it like a big because i've seen this on doordash where you get a walmart order and there'll be like anywhere from like one to like 10 stops. And like, and I think Uber Eats has, has this too, where it'll show this big Walmart delivery route. And mm-hmm. they want you to do like, you know, half a dozen to a dozen drops. And I've seen one, I can't remember where, maybe it was on UDM's. I think it was on UDM's show. He showed a screenshot of a Uber uh, Eats, somebody's offer screen where it was like $85 for Walmart, but it was like, 30 40 miles and it said estimated time like 90 minutes or something hmm. which actually i would take because 85 dollars for 90 minutes that's a really good even if it was 85 dollars for two hours that's still over 40 dollars an hour it just depends I, I, if, if your car is big enough to hold as much shit as they want yeah i, I hear you I, and i always think dc I, whenever i see his comments in here in any of the rooms he's always making some really good points actually he's one of the people that i think makes some solid points but i guess the big question to me is how much <laughs> how how if he's saying 20 like if you're let's say it's 100 bucks and you got 20 well how long is that 20 take mm-hmm. i mean you know if it takes you three hours you know no or four hours mm-hmm. yeah I, I yeah it's totally I mean, it's like, really and, and do you know before you get there do you know how far apart all these are do you know what parameter your how many mile radius you're going to be working in it's kind of like with Instacart when like you see a $40, 50 $60 batch drop and you realize it's a triple for Costco and it's like you know 30 40 items and then it's like 18 miles it's like that's going to take at least 90 minutes if not 2 hours although I mean still $50 divided by 2 hours that's 25 bucks an hour it's still pretty good but so right. let's let's know in the chat like I've been kind of wondering this like would you rather just do like 3 or 4 really big batches in a typical eight hour day and make, or would you rather do like, you know, eight, 10, 12 where like the payout is a little lower, but you're constantly working. So you're not on the same one batch for, you know, an hour or two hours at a time. Well, that's the thing though. Is it, is it, would it be lower? <laughs> I'm just saying theoretically, if, if the, if money was no option, you know, no, I'm just, but I'm also mentioning like, the apps I know that I mean some of the other ones because I've learned of, of others like Curry too out there, um, <laughs> and um, you know it's like on those they have those same kind of options. It's like I don't know if you, can you make more by doing the take these twenty items to twenty houses or if they can keep you busy with short runs. DC gig worker said it takes about seventy to ninety minutes to do ten to fifteen drops on Walmart. How many miles <laughs> is that? I mean, if you're in DC, that's a very congested. Right, that could Area, still take a lot like, of time. Yeah, to drive around. Yeah, and I, I've I've, never, well, I've I've driven like. But if he just said the time, DC, I don't but, know. yeah. So anyway, um, let's move on. So if there's uh one thing that I try to do on the show is to like you know, 
and, you know, educate the drivers out there on bad things. And like, you know, so many times on the show, we've, it's especially these local news stories. So this is actually not too far from me. This is in Jacksonville of a car wrap scam. So I'm just going to play this uh, video. It's about, it's a little less than three minutes. It's pretty interesting. A five by seven sticker on each side of the vehicle. Frank Wilbanks was banking on making a few bucks and loved the idea of earning money by simply adding advertisements to his car. It started with an email. Uh, follow the link if you would like to apply to get $500 a week. Here's the letter Wilbanks received. All he had to do was deposit this $3,525 check, keep 500 bucks for himself, and send the rest to the installer who will be coming over to put the decal on your vehicle. That decal would promote Dasani Water for a minimum of four weeks. Will Banks was ready to drive for dollars and went to the bank, but he found out the ad for water didn't hold water. The ATM wouldn't take it? It would not take the check. To me, it looked real. And and after the bank, the ATM machine wouldn't take the check, that's when I started doing research. He discovered it was an age-old fake check scam. The Federal Trade Commission says people reported more than 27,000 fake check scams in 2019, with reported losses topping $28 million. How good is business? Yeah, business has been great. Judah Longgreer is the CEO and co-founder of Nick Livix. His company really does pay people to place ads on their cars, usually about $175 per month for up to a year. He says these types of scams are growing, especially in the gig economy, as people are trying to make money in new ways during the pandemic. Things to look out for are, you know, if you're having to, you know, send any of your personal information, if you're having to pay anything out of pocket, um, if the payout just doesn't seem like it would be, you know, feasible, you know, those are kind of the, the top three things that, you know, you want to look out for. I texted the number from the ad Wilbanks received to see if I would get a response and never heard back. Then I called the company listed on the check, Clear Technologies, Inc., and no one answered. I then emailed to Sony's parent company, Coca-Cola, to ask if this offer was legit. A spokesperson for the brand said, this offer has no relation or affiliation to the Coca-Cola company's water brand, Dasani. Hi, this is Ben Becker with Action News Checks. Finally, I called the bank that appeared to issue the check, Amiji Bank, out of Houston, Texas. They told me in a statement the check was fake, and that in these situations, we suggest verifying with the bank associated with the check by calling the number found on the bank's website, not on the check in question. As for banks, he's lucky he avoided becoming a victim. I'm just glad the ATM machine didn't work. <laughs> what lesson did you learn? If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Remember, if you deposit a fake check and send money back to the scammers, you're on the hook to pay back the bank when that check bounces. For more on how to spot a fake check scam, go to actionnewsjacks.com. All right. So that's really interesting. That's not the first time I've heard of a story like that. In fact, I think... I think Harry Campbell, didn't he do a story on that like a week or two ago? I don't know, but I did one almost uh, almost worse, but same kind of thing pre-pandemic. I just emailed it to you. Um, that almost you should, It's like a two-minute video. You should almost play it back-to-back because it's so close and <laughs> evil. I mean, it's called Ghost Rides, and what they were doing was people were calling for rides and paying these people, paying drivers like $300, or a hundred dollars if they'd, you know, only, and they'd take nobody to, they just go somewhere, pick up nobody, take them somewhere and they'd get like a $200 tip, but a portion of it was going overseas and it went on for a long time. I mean, it's really, I just, I don't know. I just sent it to you, but it was like a money laundering thing. 
Yeah, but it, I mean, drivers were participating. They were, because I mean, they even started like advertising on social media in weird ways and getting people in. And it's funny, this, uh, we, this person in the comment said, Dasani and Aquafina are so bad, don't buy. I was going to say, it should have, like, the, the tip off for that guy should have been that it was for Aquafina. Like, <laughs> or no, not Aquafina, Dasani. Like, nobody do, buys Dasani unless, unless it's like, unless it's Bogo or something like that. Like, you know, here in Florida, especially, you know, August, September, when it's hurricane season, if people even think there's a hurricane coming, they'll start to stock up and hoard bottled water and they'll buy like Dasani is the last to go. Everybody, they'll buy Publix, Zephyr Hills, Aquafina, you know, store brand. It's it's then, so weird out here in Colorado. We have to we have to drink so much water. Like people that come here get major headaches because of the elevation and stuff. But even in, when you live here, you just turn into drinking more water than most. And I just don't buy any of that because I have Brita filters and pures and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Even though our water isn't great at our house, I have filters. It's I I, I can't buy bottled water. It just <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems too stupid to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have bo- I have like really cool hydro bottles and stuff, you know, and so I can filter yeah, my water. And- I'm like that too. Yeah, I have the I have two pitchers, and then I also I'll buy a case of bottled water all the time because, like, when I when I'm out working, I just oh, bring the, that reason, the, sure. the disposable water. You know, I just yeah, yeah. You just throw those yeah, I away. Keep the, I keep the baby ones in my car too, like the little mm-hmm. tiny bottles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, watch out for these car wrap scams and uh, watch out for any can... scam. The yeah. you know yeah. the one that maybe you can even just add it to the notes because people should watch that video. Things like this there's... still happen; they get shut down a little quicker. But there's a a similar one. It's called Sticker.co, where you put a an ad on the on your rear windshield, and you're supposed to t- like this happened to me last year. I did a video about it, and it's like a borderline scam. Like it's it's just multi level marketing. Right. And so I have a video on my YouTube channel. If you just Google is sticker.co a scam or a sham, I'd say it's like, like a sham is like where something is not as <laughs> delivered, but it actually exists. And a scam is like where something doesn't exist at all. Right. So I put this, uh, this advertise. It's funny. It's just, it's just an advertisement for sticker.co. It's like, it's like this pyramid scheme thing, you know? And I thought I was going to make like a hundred bucks a month or something. I made like, eight or 12 or something and it's it's really up you know i'll put a link to that in the description below when we're done but yeah do not do not do sticker.co whenever i see somebody driving around in my town i'm just like oh or if i if i see somebody in the parking lot and i'll be like you know that thing's like a borderline scam right and i'll tell i'll show them my video and they're like they're like oh thanks for telling me the other weird part about the timing of this article is that um, you know, it's just been the past, what, three, four weeks that New York's been letting the cabs run the the mm-hmm. ads on top of the cab. So that's been in news everywhere. So I wonder if these <laughs> companies are like, hey, we'll confuse people around the country and make them think this is just a new thing that's being allowed. And mm-hmm. All right. We're, we're really overdue for our first break. So let me uh, play that real quick. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. 
All right, so let's get back to the news. Um, it's funny, when you were on Hannibal's show the other day, I, I mentioned this in the chat, and I think you guys thought it was like a hypothetical, but it's it's real. So this is from New York Post. New no, York no, City I, knew, law- I knew it was real. I just am wondering <laughs> the outcome. <laughs> well, it's still a proposal. Right. New York City law would force delivery apps to cover costs of driver accidents. So Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub could soon be on the hook for cost-related accidents involving their delivery workers. City Council proposal, it's not a law, it's just a proposal, would require the apps to cover a courier's out-of-pocket costs when it comes to things like medical care and property damage, according to a bill spearheaded by council member Mark John Jonas, I don't know how to pronounce it, and co-signed by Francisco Moya. If passed, New York would become the first city to require food delivery companies to reimburse delivery workers when the workers incur costs related to the crash. While the bill does not require companies to provide commercial liability insurance because the state has purview over insurance matters, it would effectively force companies to procure such policies, blah, blah, blah. And the nation's largest food delivery market is absolutely unacceptable. Our food delivery drivers are not universally covered for accidents. We cannot expect our delivery workers, many of whom are low income, either pay for commercial coverage out of pocket or forego it entirely. And again, this goes on. So, um, it doesn't surprise me that this is coming out of New York. I mean, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, one of those blue machine cities. It, it to me, it doesn't really make sense. It, like, like the, New York already forces you to buy commercial insurance. So, and, and then like, to, and it, it, they don't say like if it's the driver's fault or the pedestrian's fault or whose fault. Like, you know, what if it, like the DoorDash driver is like drunk or high or whatever, and like, oh, sorry, DoorDash, your drunk driver crash into a parked car now you gotta pay to fix it um i i don't know well, i mean it wouldn't surprise me if this passed but i don't see how it's legal but i'm no lawyer but you know so here's what i see and it's just in chat i know you feel the same kind of way sometimes when you look at articles after you've done it as long as we have that you have to sometimes read between the lines so i know this is a dumb point but i'm gonna make it because i don't i think it is a little bit meaningful is that what are we seeing here we're seeing a bike rider and i know they're just talking about doordash or grub or or you know um the delivery apps but i wonder if this is something they already know will be chiseled down to people on bikes because bikers get hit a lot there things of that nature and they're not covered commercially so i mean what is what's the deal with that and then the other thing is they're also New York is not happy that New York is trying to take over the medallion cabs for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they know if that happens, first of all, you'll have the T you'll have the TF, uh, the TNC and the taxi thing there in New York. You'll, you'll have both of them all in Uber's bed and they will, they'll, they'll have more power than the government. <laughs> I mean, the only person that would have more more power in New York would be the Port Authority. That'd be it. Yeah, your your point about the the biker. I mean, that's that's valid. But then if they're specifically, if this law is specifically targeting biker careers, I don't think it is. Then that's what I'm it just, should be. That's what no, they should I, say. Right. I don't think it is though. I think they're. I mean, it's like all lawyers. That's what I'm seeing. Like it's it's. I'm just you know playing devil's advocate here though. But you know, you throw out a big here. We're going to sue you for this for everybody. Really? Well, we can just do the bikers if you pay out of court kind of thing. Like, I'm just wondering yeah. if this is just the first article to come and as it whittles down. Hannibal, if you're watching, please dial back in because, you know, this is in New York City where Hannibal lives. He's in Brooklyn. Right. In case you didn't know. 
Um, no, I knew. But, yeah, this I, I meant for the viewers, but oh. um, <laughs> uh, Jacqueline said Hannibal had a video on people walking and biking. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I saw that one. I'll have to check that out. I mean, because that is a question, though. Like in all cities, it's a question, but like we know in New York City, bikers get hit a ton. So I mean, like, how are they covered? Because they don't have commercial insurance. Uh, yeah, I'd be curious about that. We're at the at the they don't have any insurance. Courier. I mean, well, Chicago's the same way. If you do if you do bike courier services there, you don't have to carry any insurance at all. Or, or is it like one of those like pedestrian right away cities where it's just the pedestrian can do no wrong and like they're never if you hit a pedestrian. I wonder if a if a cyclist counts as a pedestrian. So if you hit a if they run a red, <laughs> sure they do. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's like they run a red, you know, and you hit them, you're at fault, you know. Yeah, I mean. Well, that's kind of how it is everywhere, man. If you hit a biker, you're in a lot of trouble. Doesn't really matter how it happened. It's it's not going to go well for you. Yeah, I've had some close calls with cyclists um, around here, even like even in the suburbs here. So then they, they get don't... aggressive on me, like it was my fault. And a lot I of know, the time, exactly. I know how it went down. I'm like, dude, this was. You're lucky I didn't get you. You know, you're lucky to be alive. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We got another DoorDash story. This one is more of a investment stories from marketwatch.com DoorDash delivery gains are expected to outlive the pandemic. As other companies see pandemic boons lessening, analysts expect that customers are hooked on delivery apps like DoorDash. Yeah, they are uh, largely because cus- consumers have gotten used to app based food delivery for food and more. They say Uber, which reported results this week provided proof. It's Uber Eats business continue to grow, seeing a 50% increase in third quarter gross bookings year over year. Restaurant deliveries feeling increasingly sticky post-pandemic Needham and company analysts wrote in a note to investors. They expect retention to be about 75% post-pandemic and about 90% among those who primarily use a food delivery app according to data, blah, blah, blah. Um, DoorDash with the schedule report results on Tuesday. Actually, this is from like a week ago. May also have taken some markets from rival Grubhub. Parent company of Grubhub reported earnings a couple weeks ago. Grub. Grubhub is losing some share to someone, Tom White, an analyst for DA Davidson, who expects delivery to revert to a bit to pre-pandemic levels, told MarketWatch. DoorDash, Uber, that tailwind can soften the blow of the economy reopening. Additionally, analysts expect DoorDash diversification will benefit the San Francisco-based company. Besides delivering from restaurants, DoorDash has partnerships with Bed Bath & Beyond, Albertsons, Rite Aid, PetSmart, and more. Just announced a partnership with Ultra Beauty this week. So... Yeah, it's um, it's kind of a dry, just investment t- type story. I don't mm-hmm. even really know why why uh included it in here. At the very bottom, but, uh, there there is like the very bottom in there in there what the analysts are saying, which is always on mm-hmm. Market Watch. There is an interesting thing though that says that that because w- we were talking about the five hundred dollar mark, could it get there with DoorDash? Yeah. It says out of twenty two analysts surveyed, uh by fact set 11 have a buy rating while 10 have a have a hold rating right now yeah i don't know i mean that's, you... that's a lot that's 50 50 i mean 50 percent of of big investors if market watch is talking about them are saying don't buy this right now really that's, well i mean that's what it says right here <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm just quoting market watch yeah i saw, I saw it too but Anyway, let's let's move on. And if one DoorDash story isn't good enough, let's uh 
check this one out. Even though this is like a, this isn't even an article. This is like a op-ed basically this from eater.com. Even though it still hasn't mastered local delivery, DoorDash is debuting nationwide shipping. The on-demand delivery app will ship iconic eats all across the country. Why though? DoorDash can now deliver you fancy caviar service from Carbone and pastrami sandwiches from Katz's Delicatessen, even if you live nowhere near either of those places. Last week, DoorDash quietly debuted nationwide delivery on its platform, giving customers the ability to have everything from pie to fresh flowers delivered from thousands of miles away. The company's new nationwide shipping offers uh, seem more like a move directly aimed at the neck of Gold Belly, which has been delivering culinary icons like fresh lobster rolls from the Clam Shack in Kennebunkport, Maine, and brisket from Austin's famed Franklin Barbecue since it was founded in 2013. Gold Belly has ostensibly proven that food obsessives are willing to pay more than $100 for an order of bagels from Russ and Daughters that's packed in dry ice and schlepped across the country by FedEx. As a result, the service has been welcomed in the hospitality industry readily by a number of prominent restaurateurs. Uh, let's see. Following its 2019 acquisition of delivery app Caviar, DoorDash controls a substantial majority of American food delivery market, according to analysts conducted by Bloomberg, about 57%. In contrast, its closest competitor Uber Eats only controls about 26% of the market, and that's including the share gain when it dropped uh, upwards of $2 billion to acquire Postmates in 2020. Uh, adding nationwide delivery gives DoorDash even more power. Now it can entice restaurants to exclusively use its platform with a value add that Uber Eats just can't offer. It's clear that the company is pursuing those exclusivity agreements too. Cake Boss star Buddy Velastro is baking up a sweet potato pie dream cake that will only be offered on DoorDash's nationwide shipping platform. If DoorDash entices enough customers, enough restaurants to go national, users could get accustomed to using its app for all their food delivery and gifting needs. And uh, the last few paragraphs here are just like all um, the the writer's opinion. But I mean, this... I don't, I don't, I don't really get the point of this. I mean, I could see if you're shipping merch like T-shirts, or you know, not like food. Or maybe, okay, maybe flowers, something, something, bagels, like something that's going to keep for like a one or two day shipping across the country. But I'm not going to order a pastrami sandwich from New York City to eat like on Thursday, you know, or something that can't be reheated. Or I mean, are they putting preservatives in this food and? I don't know. And so far, it said this piece has been updated to reflect that DoorDash currently has 100 restaurant partners in its national. So, I mean, think of like how many restaurants there are in the country and only 100 of them are are participating so far. I don't know. I think I I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. What do you think? I don't know. But, you know, I I do know that, like, um, you know, what's the what's the one that Rogan always at least used to before Spotify <laughs> um, advertised for like just meat that was like Omaha steaks or whatever? I don't know. It's, I, I'm kind of thinking of that right away. Like that works. Everybody's happy. It takes two to, you know, one to three days and, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Like, um, yeah, like the... Uh what's it schwann's or something like the, i can't remember the, the name food delivery yeah but um yeah i mean stuff that i mean like uh like hello fresh and right Blue like we Apron do hello, and all hello that stuff. Fresh. that's a little different this is this is custom ordering one thing kind of or whatever yeah. one order you know kyle <laughs> said imagine you live in north carolina and want to try a water burger yeah or can i get a, like an in and out burger or a fat burger in florida you know Dude, we just had an In-N-Out burger open here in Denver. Oh, really? Have you tried it? 
I've been to, I've been in an in and out burger about ten thousand times in my life. In <laughs> man, I love them, double double animal style. Do you guys have Five Guys there? Mm-mm. Uh, five Guys is awesome. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do I, I only eat there like and... once or twice a year because it's like ten thousand calories. <laughs> All the good All right. places are. Um, I've had a story about Lyft to launch driverless commercial robo taxi service in Las Vegas in 2023, but I think we can skip that. I feel like we've already done that <laughs> one. Yet. So let's get back to some more lighter news. This is from mashed.com. Instacart shoppers are noticing this meat shortage. It's 2021 steadily moves forward. Shoppers have noticed their favorite stores lack key products. According to taste of home, anyone who plans to grab chicken, Turkey, pet food, bottled water, even liquor, they have a hard time getting their hands on items due to lingering supply chain issues caused by the pandemic. The effects of the mass shortages. All right. I don't know what happened there, but uh, even. You want me all sing for you? <laughs> I guess we lost Chad and Hannibal, and I got no controls over anything. So, um, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let me see what else he has up here that I can maybe talk about. I really haven't gone through all this. Um, my, my internet, Chad, my internet just gave out. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Maybe he's coming back right now. Uh, sorry, guys. I don't know why we're having a double city internet problem, but obviously here in Denver, we're doing okay. All right, I'm back. There he is. I don't know what happened. Were you here the entire time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's something with StreamYard, man. I got to get... I'm, I just got... Are, are you hardwired in? Yeah, and I got... I upgraded my... So I got a new router and modem... And I got Cat Six cable going from my PC to mm-hmm. the the modem, so I, it's something with Streamyard. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, what's the last thing everybody hits, heard? Or well, we were in that story, and I was just starting to flip through the other ones to see if I should start reading another one. But we were in that mashed story. Okay, so um, and I'm just going to read dropped this. out somewhere. Yeah, Instacart uh, couldn't escape the ongoing cataclysm of supply. Let me uh, share my screen here. Here we go. All right. Even Instacart couldn't escape the ongoing cataclysm of the supply shortage. Over at r slash Instacart shoppers, one Redditor posted an autocorrect text disaster with a customer regarding a store's lack of poultry. The customer texted the Instacart shopper 
There's no chicken thighs at all. And the writer responded with none. The bitches said they won't have any until 9.30 a.m. Butcher, I am so sorry. Shouldn't they have a screenshot of this instead of just, you know, doing text? While the customer laughed off the autocorrect mistake, other users related to their lack of products at stores across the country. The Reddit thread quickly moved from a discussion of the autocorrect fail, how stores still lack essential goods. Um, and then it's just, I don't know. This, this article is kind of dumb, but it just, it brings up a good point. Is I... I definitely have noticed uh, meat shortages, especially at Aldi um, and even at Publix. There was a time where you could not get chicken breasts. You could only get chicken thighs for like almost like a week. I mean, not a week, but like it felt like a week. It was probably like three or four days in a row. Uh, I've definitely noticed a lot of bacon missing And the bacon that's there is very expensive. They've, it's pretty much doubled in price. It's like, like even like the okay bacon is like seven, eight, nine dollars a package. And even at Aldi, I'm I definitely see a lot of meat shortages at Aldi. If you're ordering, if you're using Instacart or whatever and you order from Aldi, um, try to order first thing in the morning. Cause if you order like once the sun goes down, all the meat's gone. They do not restock during the day. It's like whatever because they get their shipments overnight and it's just whatever they're trying to like the whole model of Aldi is to sell out everything all the time. So they, they reward people that get there uh, as early as possible. Um, so have you been no- noticing uh, meat shortages in Denver? No, we, but we never do. Um, mm. We get all our meat from Denver or from Colorado. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, I mean, we're meat eating people and there's never a shortage ever. You know, yeah, we have it's, red birds out here. We got, we got like, I mean, never ending choice cuts everywhere. Even like if you go to, I don't know, for you, maybe like a Publix. I'm trying to remember the other ones down there. I don't know if you have like a Safeway or um, City Market, but anything like that. But regardless, if you go to even any Publix down, what would be a Publix here, you're going to get like what you would get at like top end stores for meat cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Publix, Winn-Dixie, Walmart. Winn-Dixie, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and yeah, they're, Winn-Dixie they're is, they're on Corner Shop and... uh um, I, I, those corner shop shops are, they're really high payouts. They're like, corner shop is like the curry, like of uh, grocery delivery apps right now. If you're not on with corner shop, you got to get it. The problem is the order. You only get like two or three orders a day, but, um, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to do a, cor- a video about corner shop. Uh, I think, I think we, I think we know, January. I think you just even said why they're paying so high then. And plus it's Uber. I mean, yeah. they don't have enough orders to keep everybody busy. So they're still working on getting the clients from the Instacarts and stuff. And as they've done with everything, Uber Eats, Drive, mm-hmm. Rideshare, all this stuff, they pay triple in the beginning to get you hooked. I mean, if everybody watching at home, let us know in the comments if you've noticed meat shortages or like it, there might not be shortages, but just the prices have increased or the prices stay the same, but they give you less meat, you know? I have so, noticed I have noticed the same thing on bacon though as you. Uh-huh. The bacon, I mean bacon prices I see it on the news like it'll say 20% higher but then I get there and it's like 200%. I'm like what the mm-hmm. what are you talking about dude? This was like 4 bucks now it's 8. All right. You know. Let's uh let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with more Chappelle show. I mean this week's gig news. I'm Brian, Instacart Bulldog, inviting you to my YouTube channel for more tips for bigger tips and better ratings. After all, ratings are everything to us Instacart shoppers these days. I've got a background in the supermarket industry. 
I've been a supervisor and I've received customer service training from the best in the industry. I bring it all together into my videos to help you become a better shopper. Instacart Bulldog, watch it on YouTube. Go get them. Yep. So, I mean, Brian, Instacart Bulldog, he took me up on my offer. I said, GigTubers, uh, if you make a 30 second promo advertising your channel, I will run it on this show for free. So, I have Instacart Bulldog, Mike Delivers, and Delivery TV. So, Steve, if you want to make a essentially a free commercial for your podcast, YouTube, whatever. Um, just I was actually, I was actually thinking it about over. it and I was thinking about you and how I'd do it because mm-hmm. tell me if you dig this, I was going to go to uh golden. Cause you know how, whenever you see a Coors commercial, I know that you love beer. So like, <laughs> you know, when you see a Coors commercial, you see Pete Coors, Coors. Come out and it's like mountain fresh and you see like these white caps and running waters. There is a river that goes through golden and then there's the pollutant plant. I was going to do mine where I had it, you know, and I was like doing what Pete Coors does and pulling like an ice cold Coors out banquet out of the river and be like <laughs> Coors light and then be like, man, I'm not doing that commercial. And then kind of go <laughs> into mine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> I'll do something funny. Cool. Speaking of funny, the the rest of the articles that we have for the show are funny or supposedly. <laughs> so this one, this one's kind of funny. Uh, so shipped. Target's version of Instacart doubles as a curse in delivery platforms, new campaign. So a cosmic sensor kept the character on the NBC. The blah, 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 kiss 15 second spot has bell muttering. Oh, shipped. You know, I, I downloaded that video. It's just a, it's a commercial for ship. So I'm just going to play this real quick. Oh, shipped. What am I going to do for dinner? I don't have time to go to the grocery store. Oh, shipped. What do you think? Funny, corny? Uh, I think it's. Fu- I think that the casting made it funny. I think because it's Kristen Bell and the way that the shipped at the end was said, like, yeah. "Oh, shipped." You know, like, that's something that I've, I've always criticized. Shipped. I'm like, li- you're literally one letter away from a <laughs> a vulgarity. You know, right? Well, like, I think that's that, why. It was, I think that's why it played on funny to me. Yeah, they're they're she's they're, kind of a corny, funny person, and. It's self-referential humor or self-deprecating humor or whatever, but I don't know. Shipped. I, I just, the way that they spelled it, I like. Oh, like because like if you just have like bad glasses or you would read that and be like, what is that company called? Doo-doo? What? Well, they make the P pretty big, I guess. Yeah. And whenever I say shipped, I always like really uh, enunciate that last T or PT shipped. You yeah. know, it's shipped. Yeah. Even though the word shipped s i s h i p p e d, there's no t in it. But yeah, let us let, let us know in the comments if you think that video is funny or corny or six of one, half dozen of the other. Anyway, let's move on. This sounds like something that I would have written, but it's not. An, another article from Vice. Why do people love watching this guy deliver food? That's what I say about right along videos. <laughs> he never reveals his face on camera, but this viral food delivery driver uh, is so popular, clients now recognize his voice. So there's never a boring, boring day when one is delivering food as some TikTok users have found. Anytime when I get out, uh, go out to do food delivery, there's always different things happening. Brian Tan, a part-time food delivery dr- uh, rider in Singapore, told Vice, known over 30,000 followers on TikTok simply as that food delivery driver, 
26-year-old documents his adventures delivering food around the city, stay on his electronic bicycle, captivating viewers with slice of light content recorded by a camera strapped to his chest from careless customers and near accidents, cool cars, and heartwarming interactions. This isn't really a theme to there is there really isn't a theme to Tan's videos, but they're they've attracted a lot of attention from fellow Singaporeans at the same time. So and it and it goes on, but it's I thought this was in, this guy, he also has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um the same, I believe it's the same handle, that delivery guy, or uh, what is it called? That food delivery rider. Um, yeah, so if you want to see what food delivery is like in Singapore, interestingly enough, like almost everybody speaks English. I checked out a, a couple of his videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like um, like Mr. Flex. Um, you, you, you interviewed him like a month ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's very also similar. Like I, I interviewed Gig Guy Grant this week from London. Yeah. And he does it on a moped with a GoPro harness on his chest. And, uh, and I mean like a lot of people watch it just cause it's London. They want to see London, you know, they've got yeah. addicted to all these ride alongs and now they want to see it in other countries. And like, Oh, there's big Ben in parliament. That, that's why I don't get any views. <laughs> Nobody wants to see what Sanford, like Mary North of Orlando is like. <laughs> so yeah, check that guy out. I'll put a link in the description below. Uh, I'll actually, I'll try to get him on the show. The problem is he's 13 hours ahead of me. So we would have to it's do workable. The, yeah, we'd have to do it like at seven or eight in the morning my time because it would be like nine or ten p.m. his time. You know, mm-hmm. Kyle said people don't tip in London. I no, Kyle, were you watching the one that <laughs> I did with Gig Guy Grant? Because that's exactly what he said. He actually said like we were talking about payment, and when we went through it, it was weird because he said that the base pay and all this is pretty much about the same as ours. And I was like, so how much do your tips come out to a day? And he's like, well. If I do like 26 to 30 trips in a day or 30 deliveries in a day, he goes, I usually see about two or three of them tip. He goes, we're just not a tipping culture. Yeah. But there's so, like, there, I was like, like dude, you're more doing like... two and $3 orders and not, and you know, you're not getting tips 90% of the time. <laughs> it's crazy. But do they get paid by the hour or they get no. paid by the delivery? No, he's by or the delivery. Paul Bond said, yes, they do. I English. <laughs> well, yeah, I they English. can yes, they can tip. And that's what I was just saying too, is, is that like, you know, he says he gets like two to three. But, but oh, also, like- also big difference. Even with the pandemic, I thought this was really cool. Um, they are told not to, and even the people don't want this. They go up to the door and knock and hand you your food. He goes, I am shocked that you in America just drop the food on the floor and run. I prefer hand to hand. That's why. That's what I told him. I said, if yeah. it was up to us, we would hand the food to him. We're told not to do it. He's like, that's just gross. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I don't want to pay for food, have it delivered, and then it's just sitting in the dirt. It's, it's more on the customers end than the apps end. It's just the customers. Right, but they're 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 told to make sure you hand it to the person. Yeah, so, well, I'm so saying weird. over here, the customers, like ninety more than ninety percent of them, just opt for leave it at the door. And I actually, every single delivery I do on every platform, I say, do you want me to hand it to you or do you want me to just leave it at the door? And mm-hmm. the people who write back almost always say, leave it at the door. You know? Yeah. Um, let's let's move on. We only had one TikTok this week uh, from the Daily Dot. This is like the best source for uh, TikTok videos. Get out of my drive-thru. A viral TikTok shows Taco Bell worker and DoorDash driver feuding, sparking debate. A viral TikTok video pits a DoorDash driver against a Taco Bell worker, sparking a debate regarding food industry workers. TikToker Christian Sperlin7 posted a video titled 
Taco Bell employee being completely unprofessional. The footage allegedly shows a scene from a Taco Bell in Fargo, North Dakota. The TikToker films a woman in the driver's seat and parent DoorDasher speaking in the drive-thru intercom. The overlay text alleges the ah, the Taco Bell worker said he's going to have us banned from every Taco Bell in North Dakota. It also alleges the duo waited for 20 minutes in line. Why would they accept an order if they can't make the food? Now the customer has ordered, uh, has to wait for a refund for the food they already paid for. Worker seems to say the location doesn't service DoorDash. Every time I come to Taco Bell, you guys don't want to make the food, but I waited, the woman said to Taco Bell worker. That's because we're short staff, he responds. Why don't you get in here and make those yourself? And then a man's a woman, get out of my drive-thru. Um, I actually, uh, while we were getting the show, I, I, I'll play this. It's only like 18 seconds, so let's watch this. For ability for all Taco Bells in Fargo and North Dakota. Good, because every time I come to Taco Bell, you guys don't want to make the food, but I waited for a short staff. I can't even, I'm trying to tell you something. Fucker. For ability for all Taco Bells in Fargo and North Dakota. Good, because every time I come to Taco Bell, you guys don't want to make the food, but I waited for a short staff. I can't even, I'm trying to tell you something what's going on. I don't care what you're trying to tell me to do. Get out of my drive-thru. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just trying to tell you what's going on. <laughs> get out of the drive-through. <laughs> um, I feel like there's, as is always the case with these types of videos, there's always a backstory missing. Um, and again, I don't get the appeal of TikTok. Like, why would thirty thousand people want to watch that? That is, to me, that's like so boring. Like, it's not even scandalous or dramatic or anything. It's just kind of like the stuff happens because all the time. I think it speaks to like you know. I mean. See, I I don't know. When I watched that, I'm thinking she came in there with the TikTok video ready. She was ready to make that. So obviously, premeditated, she knew there was going to be an issue. She knew that. And then she kind of started. And obviously, this guy right out of the gate knew where she was going. I mean, because I didn't even know when he started yelling. I couldn't tell if she was going to be like rude or not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You couldn't tell. And then he's like, listen, and... And I mean, like he knew what was going on. So she, I think she was trying to get the TikTok video out of it. But to be honest, I notice it around here. I don't know if you do too, but people are just burnt out. They will do the work and get it to you. But we are in a state of don't give them crap. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to, but don't. I mean, unless you want your food spit in and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't risk it right now. You know, even if they're like, listen, we're having a hard time back here. I'd be like, cool. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, first of all, as a, if you're a DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, try to avoid fast food as much as possible. Cause like it's nationwide, like they're all understaffed. You're going to be waiting forever for like a five, $6 payout. And, and it's, Taco Bell's it's just always in it. Yeah. Because the drunks take 10 hours to order. <laughs> yeah. And they got like a car of 60 people and it's. Yeah. Never go to Taco Bell after dark. <laughs> and and you're insane to go like real late night because you're just going to sit in that drive through for like 30 minutes to make $4 if you're lucky. Gig Cleveland said, yeah, just let it go. Also keep your doors locked. <laughs> Almost got carjacked. All right. Uh, let's move on. It's silive.com. Pizza with sauerkraut. Most popular unexpected cravings from Uber Eats. So I'm just going to go down to the the list here. Top 10 most popular orders in the United States were French fries, pad thai, garlic naan, soda, miso soup, California roll, chicken tikka masala, edamame, mozzarella sticks, spicy tuna roll. Top 10 most popular delivery requests. No onion, extra sauce, no tomato, no cheese, no ice, spicy, well done, no mushroom, really well done. 
uh, no pickle, no sour cream. And top 10 most unexpected food and request combinations were prosciutto with pickles, bell peppers with cream cheese, watermelon with yellow mustard, ice cream with hot sauce, pizza with sauerkraut, fish with mac and cheese, hot dogs with peanut sauce, yogurt parfait with flaming hot Cheetos, spaghetti with ketchup, burgers with honey. And the most common alcohol orders were large margaritas, Tito's vodka, White Claw, Josh Sellers, yeah, Corona. And most many users like to have their food and drinks delivered at the same time. Most frequently paired meal and beverage combos are buffalo wings with a six-pack of beer, three tacos with a large sangria, pizza with a mango white claw, <laughs> fajita bowls with a margarita, chips and salsa with a frozen daiquiri. So we all we all love a good list. Um that that middle one there with the prosciutto with pickles and pizza with sauerkraut, ice cream with yeah, hot yeah. sauce. Do you have any food weird food pairings that you like to do like that? You know, I, my mom used to have a couple that she cooked, but I'm wondering if these the ten most unexpected food and request combinations were the, were. I'm wondering what states those. I mean, are those just the you know maybe they're just done in right next door to uh, dispensaries and stuff, <laughs> and people are just getting bored during the pandemic and going, "I'm sick of the prosciutto. Get it, get it with pickles," yeah. or you know, "Hey, get get." some honey on that hamburger <laughs> the weird the, the weirdest thing like this that i is there's a uh beth's burger bar it's funny because it's kind of like you're watching that cartoon bob's burgers mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of like that where they only make burgers and uh they have a peanut butter burger and i saw that on the menu and i was like i'll, I'll try this you know it's actually fairly cheap it's only like six bucks i think and it's like 10 bucks with fries and drink so you get the whole thing delivered for like 12, 13 bucks after a tip and all that. And uh, they went a little heavy on the peanut butter sauce, but otherwise it was actually pretty good. So but, the peanut, you can put, I think you can put peanut butter on, you know what else is good is um, you get like toast, get toast or a bagel, put peanut butter on it. And like, if you have scrambled eggs or like any kind of eggs, eggs and peanut butter actually go pretty well. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I was going to say what's not, you know, really it might not be the best, but I, I can't think of a lot of things. If I was going to try some weird combo, I'd try it on a burger. You can put anything on a burger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A burger, especially a cheeseburger. It's like all, every, all food groups are, yeah. Cause you got, you got dairy in the cheese, you got meat, you got grain in the bun, you got vegetables from, you know, pickles, tomato, lettuce. Um, there's sugar and ketchup and mustard and all that stuff. So yeah, you get everything. All food groups are represented in a in a good uh, cheeseburger. The only other thing I didn't agree with was the uh, the one at the bottom that said three tacos and sangria. I would the same as the fajita bowls. I, I would think it'd be margaritas. Hmm. I don't yeah, know. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like. I mean, I just like my beer. You know. By right. the way, I was, well, I was I've drinking... been a bartender for many, many, many a year, and I just I know I've worked at places that do tacos and this kind of stuff, and never had somebody say, "Give me a large sangria." I was thinking uh, Sam Adams Winter Lager. This is actually really good. Uh, it says it's uh, it's got cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel. Yeah, it's what five point six. Not too strong, but yeah, it's pretty good. Let's see, Brianna Peters. I delivered a frozen pizza today, and the little girl at the house asked if she could have marshmallows on it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can put anything. Yeah. Pizza uh, with pineapple, yay or nay? 
Um, I can do ham and pineapple. It's not my choice. If I get somewhere and I'm hungry, we go snowboarding and somebody's ordered a bunch of pizza and one of them was that and all the pizzas left because nobody wanted it. I'll, <laughs> I'll mow it. I'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got we got our Thanksgiving stories or surveys or whatever to wrap up. So the most disliked Thanksgiving side dishes, according to Instacart. Let me just I'm going to go straight to the list here. Candy yams, green bean casserole, cranberry sauce, sweet potato casserole, stuffing, salad, mashed potatoes, dinner rolls. And who doesn't like dinner rolls? Um, yeah, I can see. I'm not a green bean casserole. No, thanks. Candy yams and sweet potato casserole are essentially the same thing. I do like stuffing, salad. I mean, you can have salad anytime. It doesn't have to be mashed potatoes. Love them. Dinner rolls. Love them. Um, I like the cranberry jelly, you know, like where it takes the shape of the can, right. but not so much like the sauce where it's like almost like jelly or. Right. You like it to come out like an Alpo dog can and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sit there like a mold. Oh, <laughs> uh, and another food I don't like is the, like a pearled onions casserole or something like that, or anything with like pearled onions yeah i mean some of the, these things i like i mean i'm not a big i don't know i'm not a big uh cranberry sauce guy yeah but i mean like, I only eat like one our day family a year. recipe for green bait green bean casserole my mom makes a mean one so i mean i love it hmm. i, know I guess I, it's I, not but it's not like the other ones i've had when i go to other thanksgiving so it's very this is a hard list to make because everybody does their stuff different yeah Gay Cleveland said I make a cranberry sauce from scratch. It's yummy on top of the turkey. Um, I like I just like turkey like with gravy and salt, you know. And mm-hmm. I like white white meat, not dark meat. All right. Speaking of which, so we saw what people don't like for Thanksgiving. Here's what people do like. All right, well, this is just Thanksgiving pies, according to Instacart. And I'm just gonna so number one, pumpkin pie, obviously. Number two, apple pie. Number three, pecan or pecan, depending on your region. Number four, cream pie. Five, cherry pie. I can see that. Six, berry pie. Seven, chocolate pie. I don't know. Chocolate pie would be towards the top for me, but yeah, I agree. Pumpkin pie. You can never pumpkin pie and apple pie. You can never go wrong with and uh, any kind of chocolate like mousse pie or yeah. Definitely, I'm I'm diving in on those. Pecan pie. Nah, I don't really I don't really like nuts and pie. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, cream pie, like uh, I mean, it's like if it's there, I'll eat it. But I mean, I'd much rather have apple or pumpkin, especially if it's hot. I was like, just I gonna like say those apple. are the two I associate with Thanksgiving. But yeah. I, ever since I w- lived in Miami and was full time with laser production, I actually got turned on to like real made key lime pies. And now I know that's not a Thanksgiving thing, but now every time I see pie, it's almost like I have a. I don't want that. I don't want to, but I want key lime. I like, <laughs> become addicted to them, man. It's like the only thing I like anymore as far as pies go. <laughs> There's a lot of breweries in Florida that make like a key lime pie flavored beer. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty good. You know, it's like, has like that graham cracker cinnamon kind of flavor to it. And like, it's probably made with like a uh, lime um, puree or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they'll throw, throw like some lactose sugar or something in there for like the kind of cool whip kind of flavor. But I never yeah. knew key lime pie till I lived in in Miami was supposed to be white. <laughs> you know, everywhere it, you go, it's green. But yeah, I mean, the yeah. people who make it right, homemade. Oh my god! If you get to somewhere and somebody's homemade a white key lime pie, don't leave. Sit right by it. 
<laughs> so um, speaking of Thanksgiving, I asked Hannibal and, and Steve to come to their top five Thanksgiving foods, but I, I didn't really make a list. I'm just kind of go off the top of my head, but um, I, I would include, you ever had cranberry bread? I mean, it's kind of like pumpkin bread or mm-hmm. like I, I've only ever had it at Thanksgiving and it's, it's really good. It's sweet. It's like almost like a dessert just, but I mean, it's meant to be like a appetizer or side. So love that. Um, obviously just turkey, like I said, turkey with gravy or not even gravy, just turkey, white, white meat. I don't really like dark meat that much. White meat with a little bit of salt, mashed potatoes. Um, I like regular stovetop stuffing, you know, it's funny. Like all this food is like, I only eat like on the holidays, like at Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's not food that I would like really keep in the house. And, um, I, I always try to like bring a good beer to Thanksgiving, like especially, Southern tier pump king, which is like pumpkin pie in a beer form or um, trying to think like a good, like a good German Pilsner mm-hmm. goes good with Thanksgiving food or any like so-called like autumn seasonal kind of like, you know, like this one where it has like cinnamon, orange peel, ginger, coriander, uh, you know, something like that. So yeah, now I'm getting hungry for Thanksgiving. <laughs> What's your Thanksgiving foods that you love? So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty easy too. I like, I mean, I love I love turkey and gravy, and like you, that's all I like. I don't, I almost don't even like the other things to touch that <laughs> on the plate. <laughs> you know, like don't fall into there. Um, I, you know, I've always I like stuffing. If it's again, it, it really is where I'm going for Thanksgiving, though. I mean, I go to some places, I'll hate their stuffing. I'll go to some places, and it's amazing. You know, I don't know. It really is where you're going. Um, my mom always has done this tradition. So if I spend it, if I get to spend it with her, um, we always have a turkey and then we have a prime rib roast as well. Really? And, uh, wow. Yeah. She makes an amazing one. So it's just way, first of all, Thanksgiving is way too much food, but that's yeah. way too much food. Do you ever so. do um, <laughs> like uh, the last few years on Thanksgiving, I would like go for like eight, 10, 13 mile run. And that's to kind of have all that, the, that calorie deficit, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you do, do you go like Turkey trot as they call it? Do you do it? No, I give, I give up the whole day <laughs> because uh, I always produce um, and do some form of production for the last waltz out here. It's a big event that's mm-hmm. at the Fillmore 4,000 people. And it's a, um, they redo the last waltz um, Martin Scorsese's music film. Um, but then, uh, so and then I have the Lions to watch and lose every year too they play every <laughs> Thanksgiving. So I, yeah. and they're always they're usually the early games. So it's like I gotta. And now I'm out in Colorado, so a 1 p.m. start is 11 a.m. I gotta be up at 11 a.m. to watch the Lions lose. So, <laughs> but uh, Kyle no said ham devil. I forgot deviled eggs. Ah, when we go to my grandparents as a kid and just like I don't think I've ever had a deviled egg, but just like the way they smell and the way they look. Oh, the uh, other thing I'll add, because she passed a long time ago. It was my grandma. She passed about 15 years ago. But she used to make um, the most amazing pierogies, handmade. She'd make them for like a week in the house. Every She would like not let you walk anywhere. Don't go over <laughs> there. They'd be everywhere. Are you part Polish? She was Polish. Um, my grandfather on my ma- my dad's side is Finnish. My grandfather on my mom's side is uh, from uh, Sweden. My grandmother is from Poland, and my grandmother 
on my mom's side is from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a purebred mutt, man. Brianna Peterson looks like she loves green bean casserole. Yeah, well, more for you then. Anyway, we've been going pretty long. Uh, before we get out of here, I just wanted to plug my uh, my next uh, interview. So on November 17th, as this coming Wednesday, is a self-employed investor journey. His name's Jose Martinez. Uh, he's out of Dallas, Texas, so check it out. And I also have, I did book, I wasn't going to do an interview the week of Thanksgiving, um, but I did book a guest, um, Side Gig Life. I just haven't made a, a thumbnail for that yet. And uh, December 1st is The Driven Dad, who actually was in the, the comments hey. earlier. I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he's still uh, watching, but uh, oh, yeah. COVID. Self-employed investor journey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to mention his name. Then he starts commenting. Uh, oh, Tony? Yeah. Oh. No, no, uh, this is uh, Jose. Uh, yeah, Tony, the driven dad, he said he uh, got COVID. So, right. Um, by the time from, I interviewed him. From traveling, too. He lives, here in, he lives here in Denver. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think he'll be like the third or fourth person from Denver that I've interviewed. Because I, I had uh, Steph on the pedal. I, she, doesn't really, she doesn't make videos anymore, rarely. Or she, mm-hmm. if she does, she makes videos like about couch flipping or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously, mm-hmm. Ron, Entree mm-hmm. Courier, and then uh, Driven Dad. So he'll be my fourth Denver-based guest. I'm trying to I'm think. Th- I don't know. I'm thinking about moving out there now. <laughs> the way the way you, it's funny because I, I listen to your podcast and you're always saying how uh, you're like there's too many people in De- like Denver's coming like the new LA because everybody yeah. from California is is flocking to Colorado. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought about moving out there. I don't know. I don't know if I could deal with the snow though. <laughs> well, we live in Denver. I mean, if the snow comes, usually only for a day or so. Mm-hmm. It's kind of desert in Denver. You know, it's just thirty miles out of Denver. You're in the mountains. So. Yeah, I get a sorry to everybody who was expecting Hannibal. On his internet crapped out, and actually, I had was having internet problems too. Maybe I'll cut it out on the uh, the replay. The problem is it takes. 12 hours and from the time the video so not until like 9 30 10 10 a.m tomorrow morning i wouldn't be able to edit the video but um yeah so uh steve before we get out of here plug your website podcasts youtube all that stuff okay um yeah everything everything can pretty much be found at uberliftdrivers.com um you know all our social sites and whatnot and you can even get to the podcast on uberliftdrivers.com right now and I'm adding a couple more pages that are going to be, um, I don't want to give anything away cause it's going to be pretty cool. But, uh, um, the, on rideshare rodeo this week, you can also go to rideshare but that won't bounce to our site to Uber Lyft drivers yet, which I'm integrating as one. But, um, tomorrow I'm recording, uh, kind of the same thing we did with curry, but with, uh, dumpling, um, owners and shoppers who all worked Instacart before they did dumpling mm-hmm. and now are very, they're the most, they're like, three of the five most successful dumpling owners in the country. Wow. So it's going to be pretty interesting. What was the name of your podcast again? That's uh, rideshare It's not rodeo. It's rodeo rodeo. rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> so, it always cracks me up when I hear you say that on, uh, you know, I used to podcast. do it backwards. I used to say, I used to say rodeo and then I used to say peace really loud. Yeah. I don't know. It all evolves, but no, it's that. And it's funny because I find I like it because people, you know, you know, that a lot of UberLiftDrivers.com, RideShareRodeo.com don't even relate to Rideshare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do so much outside of just gig stuff, but it's uh, 
a lot of people just call it rodeo now and i'm kind of liking that yep uh by the way uh steve was just on hannibal's show and hannibal was just on steve's show so check that out and uh and, and hannibal and uh jason uh teary uh gig comedy podcast they were both on each other's show recently so if you can't get enough hannibal in your life um <laughs> he's been on a few other podcasts um and like i said i will be on um uh, gig economy podcast december 8th so that's i mean still like like three weeks away but uh check that out so all right we're going super long thanks everybody if you watch this far you're awesome thanks to steve for uh especially this week for pinch hitting because uh otherwise this would have been a really really short show so um yeah if you guys like him let us know in the comments and also follow his uh youtube channel so yeah all right please have a good have a good uh, week everybody and uh let me get the outro here and we will see you i will see you guys on wednesday all right bye we hope you enjoyed this episode chad will be back in a few days interviewing a fellow gig worker content creator or an industry insider to discuss the world of the gig economy until then keep hustling <laughs>